from the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or impoverish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Hope everything is going well in your world. You know, it's kind of interesting. Just yesterday, what did we share with you on yesterday's broadcast? I think it was the last segment. I was a little concerned that we wouldn't have enough time to share all of it. And we were able to get through the entire thing. I played for you a clip, and it might be worth sharing it again for that matter. But what I played for you was a clip from Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage is such an interesting character. And I, for one, have appreciated his leadership. From this side of the pond, because he demonstrates what I think we desperately need here in the United States of America. is very clearly spelled out what conservatism is. And in doing so, he's energized millions of people. It's kind of interesting to watch because I've said for quite some time, I believe that we're reaching a point where the Republican Party has some serious ideological issues. And these ideological issues, they are... It's it's not the fact that the party has abandoned those ideas and values as concepts. The challenge is in walking these out in reality. That's the real challenge. It's the execution. So it's one of the reasons why I kind of shared the comments yesterday from Nigel Farage as a cautionary message to us here in the United States of America. As we approach elections, another election season well underway, it's important that we understand that the same mistakes over here will produce the same result. That's the bottom line. If there's not a recovery and a walking out of these ideas and values, what will end up happening is the end of the party. One thing I really have to commend the Democrats for, they execute. They get in power. They go full force with building up big government with new programs. And one of the unfortunate things for us as conservatives, if you are conservative or libertarian, you want smaller government. The challenge is it's really hard to undo damage 
that's already been done. It's also difficult with messaging. I don't know all the ins and outs of British politics. But it is pretty scary that somebody comes along and proposes, all right, let's do some tax cuts here. I'm not necessarily embracing all of Liz Truss's economic proposals in the United Kingdom. The tax cut part is on the money. I think there was some borrowing in there. The bottom line is, this did not get off the ground. For whatever reason, this was soundly rejected, this economic plan. You know, it's kind of interesting to watch because at least tax cuts, I've got to tell you, I think they're always sound economic policy. But unfortunately, when we get to a point where we have such a political environment that's been created where people are hostile to people getting some of their own money back, you've got a real problem. And I want to warn you, this same atmosphere, if we allow it to happen here in the United States of America, it will happen. The progressives have been progressing in their their agenda, economically, socially, morally, spiritually. And for those of us who believe in foundational constitutional values, we have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of rebuilding that has to be done. I make all of these comments in light of what has happened this morning in the United Kingdom. It was really not a surprise. I started seeing the story yesterday evening that Liz Truss had really a matter of hours to try to save her government. And as it looked last night, it was not going to happen. So this morning, she has thrown in the towel. She didn't have a choice. Do we have that ready, Chris, to listen to Liz Truss and what she had to say this morning in announcing her resignation? Uh, Here is Liz Truss. Set out a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. I recognize, though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. This is pretty amazing. Six weeks in office. That's it. (laughs) Six weeks. What ended up happening? Her proposals triggered turmoil in financial markets, a rebellion in her party, just basically blew away all of her authority. Just a day earlier, she had vowed to stay in power, saying she was a fighter and not a quitter. There was no holding on here. This thing just started coming apart. A senior minister quit her government with a barrage of criticism, a vote in the House of Commons descended into chaos and acrimony. 
after she abandoned many of her economic policies. She held a hastily arranged meeting in her 10 Downing Street office with one senior conservative lawmaker, Graham Brady, who oversees leadership challenges. The job was to determine whether she still had the support of Tory members of Parliament. And ultimately, she did not. A growing number of conservative members of Parliament called for her to step down and end the chaos. One lawmaker, Miriam Kate, saying, It's time for the Prime Minister to go. She isn't up to the job, sadly. It's not responsible for the party to allow her to remain in power. you imagine if we had this kind of system here? You know, how messy can you possibly be? <laughs> how much of a message is there for us? Here, a message about conservatism. As we continue, stay with us. Back on the broadcast, over on the text line... What do I think of Mike Pence? I don't. And he'll be forgotten like most vice presidents. Brian out of Simpsonville. What is that about, Brian? I'm very curious. And, and I, I want you to just come out and say it. Is this all about Donald Trump again? Because he has rejected him, you have as well. I'm just curious. You know, Vince, when you're voting, you need to think like you're driving on a two-lane road you need to stay right of the center line <laughs> that is clever i like that i'm gonna use that one i'm stealing that one from you i'm glad you're anonymous so i don't have to know no, i'm just kidding <laughs> but that's a really good observation you cross that line you're liable to get hit by a tractor trailer or something hell those people on the left are going the wrong way yeah. Pence's comments on the sanctity of life, very important. This texter, Pence, never. Mike Pence has no chance to win the Republican nomination. He's too extreme. What? <laughs> extreme? What is that? I'd have to say, Vince, the former vice president sounded presidential. Perhaps an independent presidential run is in the works. Do you think you can win the GOP nomination over Trump? Good question. Mike Pence's statement is great from a centrist platform. Republican, I agree. Why don't Republicans actually believe in limited government? Believe in rejecting the public-private partnership of a fascist, fascist economy? Why do the public servants have to keep creating public services and the government grows, the cost of government grows, and the scope of government grows? Republicans need to be an opposition party. Yeah. I would have to say the former vice president sounded presidential. This texture says perhaps an independent presidential run in the works. Maybe. DeSantis Pence 24. Boy, that would be interesting. Never happened. By the way, I'm going to make a prediction. If DeSantis wins, he will pick a woman or someone black. Or a minority. I totally agree with Mike Pence. I will vote for him. I've been a Democrat all my life. I'm sick of the policies. I'm sick of the fear tactics. So I'm going independent. I will vote for Mike Pence. Hmm. Mike Pence is correct and makes sense. The problem is the people that make up the party today are too uneducated and worship talk show hosts or politicians. 
to hear his, and understand his message. Too many of the people in either party are all about the instant election win. What actually makes versus what actually makes sense? Want an example? Look at Herschel Walker. E. Ugh. I would vote for him above any Democrat, but I don't trust him. Pence to me, Mike Pence embodies all the conservative values Trump held, but without all the negative baggage. But Trump supporters are completely consumed by the theory that Pence could have stopped Biden from taking office. Yeah. Love Mike. Think he's a great person. Not sure he's bold enough to push back the swamp. Believe he has the character that we need, but not the stubborn persistence. <laughs> head to head, paint drying beats Mike Pence speaking every time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mike Pence in the very beginning said we don't have a clear direction for the country. We actually do. It's called the Constitution. And it has built in legal and lawful ways to alter it should we decide to change it. All we need to do is follow it. Vince Mike Pence is a Washington weasel. He left the door open to populism. If we stick to conservative values, everything else falls into place. Keep up the great work. Sounding presidential does not equate to worthiness of the position. And this person saying Trump and Lake. Kerry Lake, 2024. Oh boy. Isn't that interesting? How about this? Mike Pence, boring, gutless, and wimpy. Mike Pence, push back the swamp. Pence is the swamp. Mmm. And this... Vince, I call too much. I love the reflective perspectives you have. What I think is Republican or Democrat and liberal conservative. It's nothing more than herd mentality. When you're in that voting booth, you're by yourself. You're not in there to be on the winning side. I think that's why Jesus was an enemy of the politicians. All right. We have on the line Billy, who wants to provide some perspective on Mike Pence. What do you think? You know, I, I think he has some good ideas. I think he realizes, I mean, if the Republican Party is going to survive, and it really wants to um, go full-bore conservative on a lot of issues, it won't survive. It's not going to survive. Uh, the population is getting more liberal. And I think what he's saying is hold on to those true conservative values, but find other people who you can get into the party that will support the party. I mean, if what some people want is true conservatism, you know, you'll, you won't have gay marriage. You won't have any of this stuff going on, whether you agree with it or not. So it's almost like, do you want it? all or do you want nothing and when it comes to abortion it would be easy to make abortion illegal all you all the states have to do is define the life of that child at conception grant that child all the rights allow the parents to claim him as as a dependent and all of that stuff if you started that way you could do it they're not going to totally ban. You know, it, I'm conflicted. You know, nobody likes abortion until something happens to their daughter. 
all right, are, you know, if you believe in life, then all life is sacred, whether it's incest or it's rape. I mean, so people are conflicted. So they just go one extreme or another because the center some on some of these issues just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. So where do you stand exactly? You know, I, I, I thought Trump's policies were fantastic. He was just an ass. I'm sorry. That's, that's what he was. If he would have stayed off social media, did what he would say he was going to do, he'd still be president. And why? I can't understand why it's alleged that the African-American community is against him. When he did more for the African-Americans in this country than our first black president did, whether yeah. that's Bill Clinton or Obama. I don't doubt it. I'm, I'm fully with you on that. Fully it, with you on that. It, it's, it, it's crazy. It makes no sense to me. I, you know, what really bothers me is when you have these talk show hosts or, oh, the American people are smart. No, they're not. They're stupid. Or no, I'm sorry. They lack information. They they're gullible. The they're gullible. They are very susceptible like, to programming, brainwashing, manipulation, marketing. Oh, it's all very effective, isn't it? When Trump was in office, I would watch uh, Fox. I would watch CNBC. I would watch CNN, and I was always amazed how the same story can be twisted. Yep, it, it is pretty amazing, Billy. Do call again. We're up against a hard break here. I appreciate your thoughtful analysis. <laughs> Over on the text line, I love that caller was just on the radio. It's like a car dealer. He has a price he's looking for. You have a price that you want to pay him. Through conversations, negotiations, you come to an agreement that both parties feel okay with. But that's not the way society is. Give me all or nothing. Hmm. I'm not quite sure where this person is going. If you don't stand with God, you stand against God. Okay. Vince, I agree with you 98% of the time, and I hope Trump will not run again. And for Pence, no way. Love your bumper music and your show. Well, thank you. Pence won't take it to the goal line. He's like a right-wing Bernie. <laughs> okay. This person saying, Mike Pence sounds like the sound of the final nail driven into the Republican coffin. Pence is a traitor rhino. Trump is running so he can pardon himself from anything that may come up in the future. I'm not, sir, I'm not sure there's time for that, to be honest with you. Time will tell. Oh, boy. People's perceptions are the problem. How come we're arguing over what people choose and can't rally behind a good cause? All this bickering and choosing, it's ridiculous and a waste of time. Someone else would like to know what the text line is. Rob, 71307 is the text line. So uh, take advantage of that. We've been talking about Herschel Walker. By the way, did I not tell you on this broadcast Herschel Walker was not being truthful the other day about this whole alleged abortion thing? Turns out he really did know the woman. What he was trying to say and didn't know who she was. It's the father of one of his children. 
This is the kind of stupidity that just drives me crazy. Don't get me wrong. I still hope the man wins over the socialist, communist who's in office now. But these, to me, are, are they're unforced errors. Why lie? This is why I've said repeatedly, just come clean, Herschel. That's it. Set yourself apart from all the other snakes that are already in Washington. So don't get this twisted. I'm not jumping in bed with the liberals and trying to take him down. I want him to stand strong and firm. And I think this goes to the heart of what Mike Pence was talking about. That we don't abandon character. We don't abandon our values in the process of this populism. See, I think one of the problems with this populism is we don't care. Many of the populist people that I meet, some of the so-called conservatives I've met who have shifted to the populist direction, oh, values don't matter anymore. It's all about winning. I'm serious. It's all about winning. And I'm telling you, I don't trust these people. I really don't. Nonetheless... Where I was really going was to update you what's going on with Herschel Walker. There's a poll Breitbart showing the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Georgia News collaborative poll indicates Herschel Walker is leading in Hispanic voters by six points. This cannot be good for his opponents. Mr. Raphael Warnock. 6.3% 6.3% is the margin. A sample size of 309 self-described Hispanic likely voters, voters in Georgia. 47.4% would support Walker. 41.1% support Warnock. Chase Oliver, the libertarian, 11.1%. 0.3% undecided. On the generic congressional ballot among Hispanic likely voters, 46-3 for Republicans, 48-7 for the Democrat. I, I, I've got to tell you, I think this is actually pretty good considering all of the vitriol, all the false narratives that have been put out there about Republicans being against Hispanics, brown people. I mean, this is extraordinary. This is within the margin of error. Hispanics ought to be running away from every single Republican based on the nonsense they've been listening to from the mainstream news media for years. They're apparently not buying it. And I've heard this before. The truth of the matter is, many of these Hispanics, their values are at the root conservative values. By the way, gubernatorial race, the two candidates, Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams, a statistical tie of the same respondents, 48.1% supporting Kemp, 49.3% supporting Abrams, 2.3% supporting Shane Hazel, the Libertarian candidate, 0.2% undecided. Three hundred nine self-described Hispanic likely voters in Georgia, five point six percent margin of error over the sample size. 
a 95% confidence level. This has to be very disconcerting news to the Democrat Party. And honestly, I think if this holds over the coming weeks, if Hispanics are this strongly in support of Herschel Walker, I think Raphael Warnock will go down. I do. Now, having said that, three weeks is like an eternity, folks. It really is. A lot can happen between now and Election Day. But I remind you again, those of you in North Carolina, get out and vote. Early voting is underway. Find a place to go and vote early. And my appeal, vote for the most conservative person on the ballot. We need that. Hour number two is straight ahead. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. (laughs) Hour number two of our broadcast. Oh my goodness, this minefield called the text line. Uh, let's start here. If the choice is Herschel or Warnock, I'm going with Herschel all the way. We as conservatives need to rally and get cannabis legalized. It's sickening listening to the Laura Ingrams, the Huckabees, and all the other conservative prohibitionists just stealing our freedom to use this plant as we see fit. I've just got to tell you, This is not an issue I'm really energized on one way or the other. My libertarian leanings, although I see some other pitfalls here, especially as it relates to children, I'm I'm very nervous about young children starting to get connected to marijuana, to cannabis. I'm very, very concerned. But I understand your concern. I get it. I I think, to be honest with you, this stand, national stand, the war on drugs and all this, all of this is going to go down. It's all dying. And anybody who's riding that horse, they better get off it real quick. (laughs) Just being honest with you. JT out of Monroe, I'm on my way to vote in Stallings. I'm a registered independent going to vote for conservatives. I don't like Mike Pence. E. Venture callers said Trump did more for the African-American community than anybody. To be honest, I found it offensive when Trump went around and made bragging statements like that. Trump implied the African-American community then owed him allegiance. Just look at Trump's latest statement about Israel and Jews in America. Trump uses that I've done more for Israel ploy. Therefore, Jewish people owe me. Nobody owes Trump anything. I'm with you 100%. See, this is, this is where you lose people. Do things and let your work stand. Don't go out and make people, try to make people feel like they owe you something. See, think about it. I, I don't know about you, but when I'm, when somebody does something for me, when they genuinely care for me and do something for me, I'm motivated naturally to respond in kind. That's where I am. But if you come and will you start using language like you owe me, my next words are probably going to be screw you. <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it. I can see the appeal of Walker. He's retarded. 
but Warnock sounds out of touch with working people. Just curious, would you stop attending your church if your pastor preaches against abortion but knew that he'd paid for one in the past? Well, there's a whole process I would go through, starting with going and having a conversation. Hey, what's the deal? I know this to be the truth. How about coming clean and being honest with everybody? wouldn't necessarily just start running. I do what, here's my answer. I would do what the Lord tells me to do. How's that? It may be that I stay. They don't want Pence because he's a Christian. He does what's right in his heart and God's. Hmm. Politics is so broken. So many corrupt, ineffective people on both sides. I find it hard to get excited about any candidate or party. Just the accusation that Republicans are racist makes my head want to explode. This is without a doubt the only reason people vote Democrat. But Vince, how, I'm not sure what word he was wanting to say here. Do you have to be to think Democrats aren't just as racist? It's naive, isn't it? Wait until the commercials start advertising. Hershey Walker saying, I don't know who that woman is. Then she appears and says, it's me, Herschel, the mother of your other child that I didn't abort. Ooh, that's brutal. Yeah. Hispanics traditionally are very conservative when it comes to life. They are. So once this abortion revelation gets around, it may turn differently for him. I assume referring to Herschel. You folks are so cruel. Jim, out of Easley, you should be ashamed of yourself. I am amused by your text, by the way. I just won't share it. That's all. This texture responding to what I said about marijuana. But it's okay for kids to be around alcohol and pharmaceuticals. Get real, Vince. Put cannabis here. It has so many other uses than getting high. It's ridiculous. It's an age-old argument. Enough of it. Travis out of Greenville. And a texture further clarifying Herschel never said he didn't know that woman. He said the money he sent her was not for an abortion. That was the second thing he said during the interview. When the story first came out, he denied having any knowledge of the woman whatsoever. That is true. Let's talk about big government. Big government. Why do I bring this up? Because this is a perfect example of where a constitution is actually working for a change. A federal appeals court delivered a blow to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. We talked about this some time ago. They ruled Congress ran afoul of the Constitution when it delegated its financial authority to an executive agency. The CFPB gets funding directly from the Federal Reserve, not through Congress's appropriations, which runs afoul the separation of powers. That's the ruling of a three-judge panel from the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. The 39-page ruling invalidates the payday lending rule, which became effective in 2018. It restricted lenders' ability to provide consumers with loans unless they've determined they have the ability to repay them according to certain terms and also restricted a lender's account 
access to repay loans. The three-judge panel reasoned the Congress appropriates funds via the Appropriations Clause, but handed over that authority when it created the CFPB, giving the agency unchecked power. Judge Corey T. Wilson, a Trump appointee for the court. Congress ran afoul of the separation of powers embodied in the Appropriations Clause. The CFPB was created during the Obama administration. has been a target of conservatives for years. In 2020, the Supreme Court ruled the CFPB's structure outlined for removing the agency director also ran afoul of the Constitution because at the time it did not allow a president to remove the agency head without cause. Ben Sass hailed the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling as a victory for lawmakers. This is a win for the basic proposition that laws ought to be written by people who can be hired and fired on Election Day. This decision is simple. The CFPB's funding structure created a fourth branch of government that's not accountable to Congress. That's just not how government works. This straightforward decision is a win for the rule of law. This is awesome. This is crazy. I mean, go back to the derivation of this thing. Why in the world would Congress circumvent its own power and authority and create an agency that's out of its control? This is just insane is what it is. It's also what you would call progressive. We're going to talk more about this and why this is so important as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Over on the text line, Vince, piggybacking on the last part of your previous segment. Now let's do away with ESG. Everybody serving government scores. <laughs> this is why I'm hoping we take back the House and the Senate and survive the cheating. That is from Jeff. What else do we have here? Mike Pence is not a Christian. He's a traitor. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Vince, cannabis dulls the brain. Don't we have enough dull people? Good day, Vince. Russ out of Moonville. Vince, I just voted in Stallings. and was surprised to see a lot of voters here. Almost every voting booth had people in them. That's from JT. Speaking of judging people based on things they did way back in their past, what if Paul, who wrote most of the, Old Test- the New Testament, were still to be judged by the fact he persecuted Christians early on in his life? Aren't we glad God doesn't judge us by human standards, but that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us? You know, the other beautiful thing is, Paul owned his sin. He didn't shy away from it. He led with it. He told you. This is who I was. By God's grace, this is who I am now. Very important distinction there. This is the beauty of redemption, because when you are redeemed, you know, you reach a point where you don't worry about what people think. Big government would be the death of the American people. Our children won't be able to afford life because of the cost of all the pension and benefits and spending that big government collect. Yeah. In my opinion, alcohol is just as bad as cannabis. Why people choose that. 
one is lesser than the other is beyond me. For the break, I was telling you about this agency, the CFPB. This was set up during the Obama administration. This is one of Elizabeth Warren's favorite projects. Now, let me explain something. When I told you about the Constitution and I asked you, why would Congress surrender its own authority? See, this is what progressives, the ends justifies the means. They want to accomplish something, and they don't care how they do it. They will twist and bend government, the Constitution, whatever they need to shape in order to accomplish their purposes. Which is why Elizabeth Warren was ticked off by the decision from the appeals court. This is a lawless and reckless decision. CFPB has returned billions of dollars to Americans by doing its job, and its funding is clearly constitutional. Extreme right-wing judges are throwing into question every rule the CFPB enforces to protect consumers and businesses alike. Well, listen here, Miss Hiawatha. Here's what you need to understand. The ends do not justify the means. I don't care how many people have been, quote, helped. This is lawless. Isn't it interesting? Look what she's done. She's turned lawlessness around. The lawlessness was carried out in setting up this agency in the first place. And she's trying to say the lawlessness is being done by the court. She's turned everything on its head. This is crazy. But you need to understand who she is and why. This is one of their favorite organizations. And let me just go on the record. Okay, if you are an alleged conservative and you're within the sound of my voice, you need to get rid of this agency, Republicans. You may not be able to do it in January. I get it. The president has veto power. But there's no reason, if there is a Republican president, Republican House and Senate in 2024, well, actually it would be 2025, there's no excuse for not getting rid of this, this agency. Get rid of it. Now, you can try to defund in 2023. I doubt that's going to go very far. Well, let me rephrase that. You can't defund it. But I do think this is interesting because, I guess practically speaking, now that I think about it, if the court is saying that their funding mechanism, as in funding coming directly from the Federal Reserve, is unconstitutional, that means they have to go to Congress for it. Congress can say no. Do they have the courage to do so if they win back the House? Remains to be seen. We shall see. Some good news report closer to home. BMW announcing plans to build electric cars in Spartanburg. This investment will create 300 jobs, prepare for production of electric vehicles. 
They're building a new battery assembly facility, also in Spartanburg County. $1.7 billion investment in its United States operations. $1 billion to prepare for the production of the electric vehicles in Spartanburg. $700 million to build the new high-voltage battery assembly facility in Woodruff. Production of the all-new hybrid electric BMW XM begins later this year. They expect at least six fully electric BMW models to be built in South Carolina by 2030. Partnering with Envision AESC, which will build a new battery cell factory in Woodruff to supply the plant in Spartanburg. Pretty cool, huh? The plant, as you know, in Spartanburg, established 30 years ago, started producing vehicles two years later. And now they are on all cylinders. No pun intended. So this is great news. Terrific news for the upstate. So I celebrate that news with those of you who may be able to benefit in some way. I want to uh, return to something we talked about at the end of the broadcast yesterday because, boy, we got a lot of pushback. I don't know what. Oh, I think we were talking about the candidate for governor in Georgia. That's what the conversation was about. And I got a lot of pushback from people. It was interesting because I had a dinner conversation with a good friend of mine about this very subject. Because there are a lot of people who are very much into racial identity politics. Which is why many blacks are supporting Stacey Abrams in Georgia. And I made some comments that, frankly, I stand by about Ms. Abrams and her intelligence. I don't care where someone went to school, black or white, Hispanic, male, female, it makes no difference. I... I'm just being honest with you. I dismiss people intellectually who are political animals and are not dealing with things based on the facts, based on science, only political science. This is why we have a Supreme Court justice who can't tell us what a woman is. This is why you have a candidate in Georgia who has any chance of becoming governor of, of Georgia, who actually declares that the heartbeat of a young fetus is manufactured. See, this is, this is someone who just cannot be taken seriously at all. But I want to deal with the broader subject of race that was brought up yesterday as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. News Talk 1110-993 WBT, a century of Charlotte's news. Jeff says, I'm an independent. It's voted Republican the past four elections. I see no need to change that now. So we got some new promising ones coming in, but the leadership in both chambers need to be abolished. We need to find our identity. Or we could be in a worse predicament than our friends across the pond are today. Jeff, you are right on the money. 
I want you to think about something, something that I said to you right around the time that Trump's popularity was starting to pick up. This is before the 2016 election. One of the things I warned you, I warned you about who was going to be there. At the time, I think it was Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Now, Ryan is gone. I think he's on the board of Fox. But the reality of it is, Mitch McConnell's still there. Still there. I want you to think about this. Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, are they the people that you believe are what this country needs right now? Because essentially, they're going to be the faces of the Republican Party for two years if they end up taking the House and the Senate. Just want you to think about that. You need to think long and hard about that. Just putting that out there. I want to go back to where I started. Toward the end of the program yesterday, I made some comments about Stacey Abrams that some people took offense to. And I thought it appropriate to address those here. There's one person in particular, and they have sent in texts other times, just to give you an idea here that I don't just take in input that is favorable to me. I listen to objectors. This person, responding to what I said about celebrating black success, celebrating black success, is that what you did on Martin Luther King's birthday? You used an entire hour of your show to denigrate black politicians. Saying they're not living up to Martin Luther King's dream. Vince, check yourself. And we also have this. Please pay attention to what you're saying. Those that agree with you are of Caucasian descent when you speak derogatively against blacks. Those that callers agree with you aren't of African descent. But the counterparts... Don't believe me? Just replace some of your shows on your time off. This is kind of interesting to me. Because, again, this is that same polarization that, unfortunately, some people are locked in. They're trapped in. I'm very clear about one thing. I do not believe Martin Luther King was about racial polarization. I do not believe he preached a message that was complementary of socialism and the Democrat Party. I don't. But this is where, unfortunately, most of these organizations have migrated over the years. That's what I'm concerned about. And unfortunately, there is a lack of diversity, ideological diversity within the black community. Always been concerned about that. 
So we end up seeing and hearing are people who basically think we all ought to think alike. We all ought to act alike. Which I reject. Like I said, I do celebrate genuine black success. I don't celebrate efforts to turn all of us into one non-thinking group of people who just vote one way, act one way, believe one way. Forcefully. That's what this is. And if you dare to think outside the box, then you get castigated for it. You even have somebody like Joe Biden and can look at you and tell you that if you're even thinking about voting Republican, you ain't black. Weren't there days we would have pushed back against this and recognized this for the racism that it is? No, we're too busy. Calling our own people Uncle Toms. Who dare to step away from the Democrat plantation. And believe in establishing their own identity, their own purpose, and are not interested in a lifetime of victimhood. I'm not interested in that. I was explaining to a good friend of mine last night. It so blesses me to hear, especially my two oldest children, sons, black sons, talk about this whole issue of police and other things like this. And, and we've never had the conversation. Well, we've had the conversation after the fact. They refuse to buy into the victimology and the fear-mongering that have been offered by the politicians. I believe it's because they grew up in a home where they have respect for law and where they recognize that most of the time, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're respectful of authority, and address things in the right way. Most of the time, you have nothing to worry about. Yes, are there exceptions out there? Sure they are. But you know what? There are exceptions for everybody. Innocent people get caught in the snares of law enforcement and other things. It happens. It doesn't just happen to black people either. But I just thought it was important to revisit this subject. Because... I very much want to see more diversity of thought. It's very, very important. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. 